Welcome to the Think Kingdom Church Podcast. I am Marcus Loney, the Creative Arts Director here at Think Kingdom. Happy New Year and welcome to 2021. And we want to welcome all the first-time listeners to our podcast. I know we said we were taking a hiatus between Advent and the next series, but Pastor Antoine was pressed by the Holy Spirit to bring a word on the first Sunday of the year. So, let's go ahead and jump in and see what God's Word has for us with our lead pastor, Antoine Lassiter. It is finally 2021. So, you know, I take this deep breath. It's a new year. It's a new opportunity. And I hope this message, uh, whenever you're watching it, whether you're watching it online or, uh, I mean, alive or online at another time, I pray that this message uh, finds you uh, with the hope of God. And if you are struggling or what have you, whatever the case may be, I just pray that um, this message encourages you and strengthens you. So each year of life uh, create lessons for the next year. Uh, sometimes we have a tendency uh, to disconnect from it and we want to erase the previous year and just focus on uh, the new year. Uh, but everything we go through builds on the last thing. So whatever our lives are not com um, composed of these random acts or events, our lives are literally composed of building on top of uh, so despite the number of times that you have, uh, you personally have revolved around the sun in terms of your age, all of us are learning lessons. And the calendar may change, but good news or bad news, we are bringing ourselves into uh, 2021 good or bad because you often especially if you're familiar with uh my ministry in this church you often hear me say uh nothing changes if nothing changes so although the calendar may change in its uh january 3rd uh 2021 if this is you know if is one of the biggest words in the in the english language if we don't change calendars or a new year uh will not uh change so sometimes when we embrace or we we are in the beginning of a new year uh we try to complicate things by figuring out whether what's the theme or the word or we also in some circles look at numbers uh number one represent the unity between god the father and his son jesus or number seven represents completeness um and these are ways that we try to indicate what the new year will bring. So I don't know what your word was last year, 2020, uh, but no one that I know of expected 2020 to be what 2020 was. And so I think there's some lessons in this. So I don't want to dismiss 2020. I don't want to forget 2020 to a degree just bear with me i don't want even i don't even want to move past 2020 because in school there's no skipping of grades there are lessons that we all have to learn in order to uh graduate if you will to the new school year but if we don't learn the lessons from the previous school year we will be repeating those lessons 
So it's not just getting past the eighth grade, getting past the second year of college, or getting past. It's got to be greater than that because each year builds on the other. So I am, <laughs> I am uh, breathing a sigh of relief. But the trepidation I have, did I learn the lessons that 2020 intended for me to learn? And so I wanna learn and build from 2020. So I can take the lessons from 2020 into 2021. And so uh, from the person who uh, in 2020, from the person who or the family that stretched resources beyond logic to make sure that the ends meet, from the person who, were, who was blessed uh, with more work during the shutdown, but they didn't hoard it, they gave it away, from the students who learned exceptionally well doing virtual uh, learning, even to the ones who didn't pass and are still struggling, but didn't give up. Helen Keller said that although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of it. And so we all, good, bad, or different, have learned lessons uh, from 2020. And as we enter into 2021, I honestly, was trying to, to seek the Lord as to what is the word for 2021. But the residue from 2020 is still around. And so the only thing that I believe that the Lord has given me, um, and I don't know uh, if it's a projection of 2021 or it's a reflection of 2020, but it's a relevant word. Resilience, that it's resilience. And resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, it's toughness. And so today I wanna talk about resilience. Resilience is typically the capacity to recover from difficult life events, or in my definition, resilience is preservation. Uh, oftentimes we hear the story of Thomas Edison who he, they say that he failed more than 1,000 times to try to create the light bulb and everybody who's close to me understand the significance for me when it comes to the light bulb but when um, Thomas Edison was asked about it he said I did not fail a thousand times I successfully discovered a thousand ways not to make the light bulb and so resilience is our bounce back. Re resilience is the basketball hitting the floor, but bouncing back up. And I believe that the lessons of 2020, as we enter a new year, it's resilience. Man, you've been through some stuff, and, and I'm, if, but you are still here. You've been through divorce, you've been through health scares, you've been through the loss of the loved ones, you've been through financial turmoil or uncertainty, but you, my friend, are still here. That is 
resilience. When you look at the, um, some people in the Bible, Job, the first and perhaps the most popular story in the Bible, he is an example of extreme pain and sorrow. When you look at Jeremiah, Jeremiah was blessed by God, a call to preach to God's word, I mean God's word to his people. He's a great example of perseverance by continuously preaching and teaching the word of God despite what was all that was done to him. You look at the apostle Paul, he went from uh, killing Christians to becoming one. So there are so many ingredients to resilience. And uh, I believe that resilience, um, some of the ingredients to resilience is not only persistence, but it's patience. And many of us have endured the heartache and the hopelessness of some challenges around. But let me just encourage you again. You, my friend, are still here and some of us were patient when we saw things slowly falling into place but there are times when some things were falling into place and at the same time some things were falling out of place that this is the same year that my business jumped off but my marriage collapsed. This is the same year that, the, that, that my finances uh, was being challenged, but I began to dream again. This is the same year that all these things were sort of accompanying me in my life, but God, I'm talking to you, but God has placed the bounce back, has placed resiliency. Man, you, 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 let me just stop for a moment and just encourage you. You. Bro, you still here. Like, I know that everything isn't perfect, and I know that there are hopes and dreams, and there are things that you lost in 2021, but you are walking into, I mean, things of 2020, but you are walking into 2021 a different person because now you got some lessons that you learn. So, hear, what I, hear, hear my heart. I don't want us to dismiss 2020. I want us to embrace 2020 so we can experience the fullness of 2021. You may have entered 20, you may have entered last year from 19, from 2019 to 19, uh, from 2020. You may have entered that one way and one mentality. But now you got some, like you got some hours, on, like I used to joke with uh, freshmen. You got, you don't have, the, you don't have enough hours. To talk to me. That's why I used to be, and when I was in college, I would say things like that. You don't have enough hours, especially when I was an upperclassman. And, and so, in other words, what I was saying is, man, I got too much experience to listen to you. So, so here's what I'm saying: you got too much experience. So please hear my heart. Thinking of family, thinking of friends. Hear my heart. Do not abort the lessons. Do not forget the lessons of 2020, because even when you had some things snatched from you. Even when there were some folks uh, who we believed must be in our lives forever. I don't know what I would do without this particular person. I, that person walked away and girlfriend, uh, a person who were watching, you still here. You thought if this person, if, if this person leaves, but you are still here. And I understand that you live, you and I live in the tension of 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, which it says, you know, we are a new creation. 
But sometimes, if we're honest, can we be honest? I want to start this new year with honesty. So we can we be honest that I am a new creation in Christ, but I still got some bad habits. And so that's sanctification. So I'm not denying that I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm just saying there's still some struggles that are present. But resilience doesn't mean you won't feel the pressure. It just means you see the pressure differently. Resiliency births perspective. Like these are not my points, but here's what I want you to see. Ev adversity is the one thing that everybody has, but nobody wants. That's adversity. You watching? You, man, everyone has adversity. And it's the one thing everybody has, but nobody wants. See, resiliency acknowledges the difficulty, but doesn't focus on it. It hurts. Amen. It's painful. Yes, sir. It's hard. Facts. I'm going to trust God. Resiliency is advancing despite adversity. You need to write that down. You need to write that in the comments. Like, for real, for real. Let me just pause for a moment. Let you catch up. Because I'm, I'm moving at light speed. Like, for real. Like, sometimes I actually forget that there's an audience. There's an online audience. So, let me just slow down. Let you write that. That resilience, C is advancing despite adversity. Man. Oh, man. See, resilient folk, they pray bold prayers. Resilient folks know that the Lord understands even when we don't. That's, that's resiliency. That's, that's, that, uh, resilient folks pray for reprieve. Like, Lord, take this away from me. I don't want to endure this. While at the same time, praying for strength. Help me to get through it. You see the irony or the contradiction in that prayer? Hey, I don't want to go through this. Please take it from me. While at the same time, help me to make it through. That's resilient, folks. Because we recognize that, that Christ, our walk with Christ, doesn't just give us cookies and cake. Oh, man, it's hard. So we go through trials and tribulations as God allows in our everyday life. And we also go through things that amaze us and blows our mind. Like, I want us to literally, as a church family, we're going to talk about the vision for 2021 and what I believe that the Lord is going to do. And we'll talk about that at another time. I just feel, I just feel like putting a tack or putting a period behind 2020 while at the same time recognizing the lessons of 2020 so we can fully embrace the unknown, the uncertainty of 2021. Because the Bible, as I mentioned earlier, is filled with reminders of resilience. Joshua chapter 14, Caleb. Caleb's an old man, right? He's older now. You know what he says? Today I'm 85 years old. 
I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey. And I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. So give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. I'm not going to let age define whether I can occupy and pursue the promises of God. I have just as much strength now as I had then. That, my friends, is resiliency. See, resiliency is not meant for the young. Oh, man. Resiliency is meant, is expressed or experienced through people who've been through something. What I'm telling you, think kingdom, think kingdom family and friends. What I'm telling you, you've been through something now. I'm not saying we're arrogant in all of that. We're just confident and bold in Christ keeping us. Man, you uh, get your swag back in 2021. There is something I'm feeling different about 2021. I can't explain it. I'm not trying to wrestle it away. I'm not saying it's going to be great or bad. What I'm saying is I learned a lot in 2020. So I'm not going to leave those lessons on the shelf, turn the calendar and just pretend I'm not a better person coming out of 2020. Habakkuk. Chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Listen to this. It's crazy. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms, and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails, and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields, and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. What? Man, I want you to put that, put it on the screen again. And just, I just want you to read it. I just want you to see it on the screen and I just want you to read it. I want you to understand that this is not the first time that the people of God, the children, and I know, I know not all of us have the same testimony in this last season. Not all of us are struggling financially. Not all of us are struggling in our health. Not all of us are struggling in our marriages. Not all of us are struggling on our jobs. No, I remember what I said, adversity, everyone has, but no one wants it. And so I don't have to know distinctively where you are. But what you are going through isn't new to God or the people of God. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 and 18. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines. Even though the olive crop, the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren. Even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. There's always a reason to rejoice. Always. So let me just unpack, and I'm almost done. Let me just unpack resilience. These are some of the lessons I learned from 2020 that I want us as a church to go into 2021 understanding resilience. So the first thing in terms of understanding the lessons of 2020, walking into 2021, uh, is strengthening your relationships. First point, basically collaborations. Paul's ministry was always connected with others 
as he served. Every note that he wrote, um, his missionary journeys, uh, never was a one-man show. He never uh, existed in terms of uh, resiliency in isolation. He wrote letters. He, he wrote what we call the one another's. And the one another's are passages in his letters emphasizing how important it is to have connections. Man, if you don't, under, ah, if you don't, ah, if you don't understand the importance of connections, my friend, where have you been in 2020? It's hard being out in these streets by yourself. Man, so, so connections uh, to serve one another, to forgive one another, to motivate, to encourage, to submit to. Over and over again, the one another's leap from Paul's pages. And the most important one is love one another. One of the sources of my strength in this, this past year was the power of our of my relationships with other people. I can't I can't even come to you online without help. That's basic stuff. But I could not navigate these nuances and this and this pandemic without my wife, my family, my friends, the people that are closest to me. Like this is so important that resiliency requires the strengthening of the relationships around us because many times things were exposed and people were too. This is the strength of the church connections and although we're meeting online and, and, and although being connected looks differently I'm thankful for the people that endured the fear maybe it was ignorance whatever it was and we still gathered in some regards and I'm talking I'm not talking about we're, we're gathering in person now I'm saying when the pandemic hit back in March and we didn't know all of this we had a small team and I'm thankful that the relationships from that small team kept us going I couldn't deliver groceries we couldn't do the things of, a, of this church that God has placed in our heart without without relationships you know me it's all about relationships number two resiliencies choose meaningful goals so you know each year it's uh, New Year's resolutions uh, I don't really um, I may it may be a play on words but I think words are important uh, resolutions uh, is defined as a decision to do or not to do something so those are what resolution is but I, I, I like to use the word resolve and the resolve is defined as firm determination 1st Thessalonians 4 11 make it your goal your purpose to live a quiet life minding your own business and working with your hands just as we instructed you before can we not be in as we go into 2021 these are not in my notes but can we be less messy can we just mind our own business like for real for real <laughs> and so let's work with our hands and let's just do what we instructed before and what Paul is saying hey let's just our goal is to live a quiet life a, a quiet life 2nd Corinthians 5 and 9 uh, we are so whether we are here in this body or away from this body 
Our goal is to please him. So listen, whether we gather on Sunday, in person, online, Zoom, whatever it is, our ultimate goal is to please God. It's the ultimate goal, please God. Can you just put that on the screen? My ultimate goal is to please God. Like seriously, to please God, that's it. We worship, we gather, we preach, we record, we edit, we upload. I mean, even when sometimes the upload didn't work, praise God that, that out of maybe 50 sermons or 52, we've been doing so many things online that has worked. Last Sunday, it, it man, we are, we we're, we're on winning streak. So even if uh, we upload to Facebook or we're live on Facebook, however this is expressed, uh, the, go the point is our goal is to please God. So we use our, our time, our money, our talents, all those things, all those things to please God. So part of having resiliency for the believer is to set and work toward goals because goals help us lift our eyes off the problem into our future so figure out what needs to be done make a plan and take action that's number two number two number one is strengthen your relationships number two choose many meaningful goals number three I believe it's just as important it's, it's not in order of importance but I believe that this is important number three remember your journey Please write that in the comment section. Remember your journey. Remember what God has brought you from. Newsflash, you have survived 100% of the days you had before today. You have survived. You are undefeated when it comes to surviving. Like, you got to remember, as the old folks used to say in my life, he has brought me from a mighty long way. You're undefeated in your survival rate. Like, for real, for real. If you, take a deep breath, take a, just take a deep breath. You are undefeated. That thing, the abuse, all that stuff did not kill you. Remember where God has brought you from. Um, there's nothing wrong with the, with the uh, stream. I'm just pausing at this moment. I need for you to remember your journey. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries, come on, finish it. My soul cries, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Second Corinthians, fourth chapter, eight verse in the ninth. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. Oh man, I, I've taken some punches and I have taken a knee, like an eight count, I, like, I, I, man. But 
I have not been driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. I'm a survivor, yo, and so are you. And that should keep us. The psalmist put it this way in Psalms uh, uh, chapter 77. The 11th, starting at the 11th verse. I want you to put this on the screen. I know you will, but I'm just trying to emphasize that these scriptures are important. So, I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Come on, man. I feel like preaching. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't set out to preach. I just want to talk to you. But I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse on your deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. What God is great like, I, like our God? I'm trying to emphasize, man, bump whether uh, 2020 was good or bad you my friend I'm repeating myself are still here I may be battered I may have limped into 2021 I may be bruised absolutely but you and I are still here let the whole church this empty church let you who are watching say amen right there type it in type in the comments so i can see all right one more time okay i need two more good good i hope you're doing it or else this doesn't work when paul reflects on his past and where god carried him he he he, he talks about his story at least three times he remembers all the people who played a part in his life, which leads me to the fourth point. Remain hopeful. Hey, man. I think we all should have learned to be careful what we decree and declare. So through all of this, man, uh, just remain hopeful. Uh, Romans 15 and 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Oh, man. And listen to the second part of this verse. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we can focus so much on the news and the pandemic and the struggles of our country that we lose hope. Paul reminds us. That looking forward is not worrying just about tomorrow. It's expressing hope for better days. I'm not saying that we don't celebrate the new year. I'm not saying that we don't put, uh, man, it's like, hey, we turn the page, we turn the calendar. It's a new year. There's, there's, it's, a, it's brand day, brand new day ahead, and it's three days into it. Yep. I'm saying, but my hope does not lie on the changing of a calendar. My hope doesn't lie in Washington and stimulus checks and economic recovery packages. Those things are good. Man, 
I'm waiting for my stimulus. Okay. What I'm saying is, that's what my that's not what my hope is. God is the source of our hope. So when I say remain hopeful, I'm saying remain focused on God. Last point is number five. Prioritize spiritual rhythms. Uh, 1 Timothy, 4th chapter, verse 7 through 8. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. We all experience people who always have something to say. They're always looking for arguments. Uh, if, if you say something as benign as, man, it's going to be a beautiful day. How do you know that? Um, and, and then you have matters uh, of faith and, and those challenges and all that stuff. Man, listen, listen. If we're going to stop one thing in 2021, stop wasting your time arguing with people who don't listen. Stop wasting your time arguing with people who don't intend to actually want to listen to you. Don't waste time arguing over godless ideas and superstitions and old wives' tales. Listen, instead, train yourself to be godly. That is discipline. Mm-hmm. It's focus on your spiritual disciplines. Maturity and godliness. They travel through spiritual disciplines. And there aren't any shortcuts or X's that you can take to cut that journey down. Man, the reality of it is age, maturity, doesn't mean wisdom. Age, the older you get. No, the older you get, the, the more you become of who you are. So it's not an age thing. And here's something I really want to poke out there. It may be controversial to people, but discipline doesn't necessarily determine direction. Mm. Discipline doesn't forecast what will happen. In other words, discipline is just that. In spite of what happens, I'm disciplined enough to not let what happens on the outside of me affect what's in the inside of me discipline but here's the problem if your picture of discipline looks depressing and sad you totally missed the point Jesus is our example Matthew 11 chapter 29 verse he says take my yoke upon you and learn from me discipleship is learning from Jesus and following Jesus Luke chapter 9 verse 23 uh, deny yourself take up your cross and follow me so if we're going to uh, exercise or prioritize spiritual rhythms of prayer meditating on his word seeking his face fellowship and all these things that is how God communicates to us he communicates to us through spiritual rhythms one of the spiritual rhythms is coming together and fellowshipping and, and opening God's word. So if you're watching, God can communicate to you through uh, this avenue. 
He also can communicate to you through prayer. He also can communicate to you in reading of his word. He also can communicate to you uh, in relationship with other people who see things in you that you can't see in yourself. See, here's the problem. We want coaches to chase us. And that's not what coaches are called to do. And so I can't coach you and chase you. And so God communicates to us in so many different ways. And we'll walk around like kids. La, 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 la. We don't want to hear what God is saying. So in 2021, if you want to know what God is saying, prioritize spiritual rhythms. I'm going to give you some real quick eight ways. Oh, I'm giving you too much. Um, but it may be a buffet today. And then you may have to put something in the freezer and then and then go get it later. Uh, but here are eight attributes um, of discipleship. And I just want these like flashing on the screen like that. Anyway, uh, the first one is Bible engagement. How many times you open the word of God? Like seriously, Bible engagement. Second thing is obeying God and denying self. These are attributes of discipleship. Third thing is serving God and others. Fourth thing is sharing Christ. Fifth thing is exercising faith. The sixth thing, the sixth thing is seeking God. The seventh thing is building relationships. And the eighth thing is being unashamed and, and having transparency. These are eight attributes of discipleship. So how do I know that I'm being disciplined? What are the fruits of discipline? And these are the eight attributes. So remember, it's the disciplines that make me a mature Christian. It's not just merely my confession or me coming to church every week or me reading all these books. Nope, nope, nope. Discipline. Philippians 4 and 12. And I'm going to end on this. A real ending. Philippians 4 and 12. This is, I, this is Paul. Paul's writing this letter. This powerful letter. I want you to hear this. As we approach a new year, three days in, uh, when you're watching this, January 3rd, 2021, um, Paul says, I know how to live when almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength I believe 2020 has taught us resilience as we go into 2021 we embrace all what we talked about man from strengthening of our relationships, choose meaningful goals, spiritual goals, remembering our journey, remaining hopeful that God is the source of our hope and the spiritual rhythms. I pray that as we go into this new year, we go knowing that he has already prepared a way. He, he, he already knows it's going to happen and nothing surprises him.
Our job is to continue to learn from Jesus, to follow Jesus. And so as next Sunday, we revisit the mission, vision, and values of Think Kingdom. This first Sunday of the new year, I just want to encourage you. You are more resilient than what you think. And as Christ followers, it's our job to learn and to follow. To learn and to follow. And we follow not having to know what's next, but who's leading. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you have led us through the wilderness and many times we have wondered what's next. But you have been faithful, you have been kind, and you have been grateful. So Father, I just thank you for uh, this opportunity to speak to your people, to speak to all of us, and to encourage and strengthen. Father, I love you, we love you. And we're grateful that you have allowed us to be able to gather and to worship. So Lord, as we put uh, the, as, as we embrace the lessons of the past, we are encouraged and hopeful that those lessons have been learned. And that we will carry wisdom, maturity into the new year to advance your kingdom, to love one another. But as we, as a local body, have declared that we will live for you, love like you, and we will lead people to you. This is your servant's prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Antoine with the first sermon of the year, Resilience. Remember, you'll survive the 100% of everything life has thrown at you. If you're blessed by anything you hear on this podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And that'll kick off 2021. We want to say Happy New Year again to everyone. And if you haven't, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram under Think Kingdom. And as always, you can go back, hear this sermon, plus so much more on the Think Kingdom Church podcast.